I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, good morning to you and good morning to you, Dr. Hilden, on a nice morning. Good morning, Denny. We, uh, it's beautiful out. As usual, yes, it is. And it's a big show today. And I wanted to jump right in and, and give the, uh, the uh, phone number and the text number, which is the same number, 651-989-9226. You can call in your question. You can text in your question. Again, the same number, 651 989 9226. What is the topic today? Well, today is March 1st. Hard to believe. It is. After our extended February yesterday. But it's March 1st. That makes it uh, Traumatic Brain Injury Prevention Month. Um, or I think more, more specifically, Brain Injury Awareness Month. Let's just say that. So we're going to talk today. Um, and here's a little bit of trivia. A little bit of trivia. What do you think, listeners, is the largest provider of health care services in the state of Minnesota for traumatic brain injury. It's Hennepin Healthcare. It's what we do here in downtown Minneapolis. We are the largest program in the state. And so we're going to start, we're going to kick off the month of March and talk uh, with Dr. Walt Galicich. He is the medical director of our traumatic brain injury program. Um, he is a neurosurgeon. So yes, that makes him smarter than you and me. I don't know if that... <laughs> I'm going to ask him if that makes him smart because they always say, what are you, a brain surgeon? Well, Walt actually is a brain surgeon, so let's talk to him. Good morning. Welcome, welcome, uh, Dr. Galicich. Are you smarter than all the rest of us? I, uh, I think so. No, I, I, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, you know, I listen to you folks every uh, Sunday morning driving in uh, when I'm on call, and I uh, certainly uh, – get a lot of education from both of you. So oh. we certainly appreciate everything you do. That's great. That's great. Thanks for listening. Um, how did you end up in Minnesota? I was asking you before this, and you and I have something a little bit in common. We both like, like Bruce Springsteen. You're from New Jersey? That's correct. And uh, please don't hold that against me. Well, <laughs> that might be hard to do. <laughs> How'd you land in Minnesota? Uh, well, I... Uh, medical school in New York City, and then I uh, was looking for residency, and I came out here to Minnesota because they have uh, just an absolutely superb uh, residency program at the University of Minnesota, and I was uh, blessed to be able to be a part of that, and uh, then uh, as it goes, I, I married a Minnesotan, so the rule is and the law is that if you marry you a Minnesotan, stay here. you got to stay yep. in Minnesota. They say it's impossible to get um, – I talked to a physician recruiter once, and she said it's really hard to get Minnesota or get people 
to come to Minnesota, but it's equally hard to get them to leave. Exactly. Yeah, they go, well, why would I want to go there? And then they come here and they find out it's wonderful. And you meet your future you know, spouse here and everything. Exactly. So you are here. We're glad you're here. So you're at Hennepin. Um, you, are, you do a lot of uh, neurosurgery with your colleague and our friend, Dr. Tom Bergman, as well. Yep. And you are carrying on in the tradition of others who have been on the show in the past. I, I think of uh, Galen Roxwald. Um, has been on, on in this studio before, although that was quite a few years ago that yes. Galen was here. We have an outstanding neurosurgery program at Hennepin, a busy service. It's very busy. Uh, in fact, we see uh, the most traumatic brain injuries uh, uh, every year at Hennepin County compared to any other hospital in Minnesota. And you're the medical director of the Traumatic Brain Injury Center. That's more than just surgery. Oh, it's much more. In fact, uh, surgery is just a very small element, and uh, we're really fortunate that we've got a lot of very dedicated, hardworking professionals in, in a lot of areas that uh, incorporate uh, the appropriate care for traumatic brain injury patients. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a wide swath uh, that's involved in terms of the health care uh, for patients uh, with traumatic brain injury, from physical therapists, occupational therapists, uh, and the physical medicine and rehab doctors as well, speech pathologists. It, it runs the gambit. It's uh, an impressive group, and we've got uh, uh, just really out, outstanding administration. And uh, uh, You see your patients over in the CSE, the new clinic building, or where do you see your patients uh, when they're in the outpatient setting? In the outpatient setting, there is, uh, they're seen mostly by the physical medicine and rehab uh, service, mm-hmm. and uh, they are seen in the CSC. For listeners um, who might not know what I'm talking about, that's our our clinic and specialty center here in downtown Minneapolis at 8th and um, Park, um, where they have a beautiful uh, physical therapy gym and and all kinds of facilities um, for your follow-up care. Uh, You see a lot of patients a year. I said it's the biggest one. Is that because you get referrals from all over the state? Is that how it works? We really do. Uh, We pull in from a a wide area and... uh... A large part of it is because uh, what we're doing is, uh, you know, uh, it's a level one trauma system. So a lot of the times it does require immediate care. And uh, we have a good support uh, system and and network to bring those patients in and act quickly on them. In addition, uh, uh, the kind of cutting out of research that we're doing and uh, appropriate uh, treatment for traumatic brain injury really has uh, helped us uh, take care of a lot of people from not only just the state of Minnesota, but the surrounding states as well. Let's talk of some definitions. We're talk- when we say traumatic brain injury, I'm not sure everybody knows what we're talking about. It's a, it's a range or, or, or a spectrum of hitting your head, exactly. but, but it ranges from mild to quite severe. Could you start us off with what is, what are some of the, like what is mild or versus severe? What are, what are those definitions? You know, the uh, term concussion is probably the one that most people are uh, familiar with. And uh, it does encompass some of the uh, uh, traumatic brain injury that we see. But I, I, I don't like the word mild traumatic brain injury because if, even if you have a mild traumatic brain injury, it's not mild to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. it can really upset the way you live. So... There is a, a, a very wide spectrum, and we have various uh, scores and uh, uh, data that we use that we collect on a patient when they come in to assess the degree of the traumatic brain injury. 
Uh, and, you know, we, we see the gambit. Uh, it could be a very mild, uh, you know, slip and fall, but not less losing consciousness. But you can still have a traumatic brain injury from that. You don't need to lose consciousness to have a traumatic brain injury. Is that so? Like when someone says, "Like I," is it like I've heard the word "brain bruise"? Is that true? Oh yeah, and uh, you can see it certainly. You fall down, hit your head on the ice. Yeah. Even well, that's one of the more common causes that we see, especially in Minnesota. Uh, a couple of weekends ago, it was a, a terrible Saturday morning where we had a terrible ice storm and. Uh, when that happens, uh, a lot of people walk out their front door and uh, slip on the ice and hit their head. And uh, whether they lose consciousness or not, we can certainly see them because they've had a traumatic brain injury. That was kind of a legendary Saturday morning. Yes. That was just a few weeks ago in January. I was on service that day too, and I'm I'm medicine, and, I, and obviously you're in surgery. Um, but holy cow, that if people were falling that day, you couldn't even get out of your front step. We had patients coming in, falling down, retrieving their newspaper on their front stoop and breaking all kinds of things, including hitting their head that yeah. day. That was a legendary Saturday morning. So yeah, when you do, it when, seems we have about one of those every oh, every winter. It was just like the perfect amount of ice that made it so slippery that you could you know, people's dogs were falling down. Yeah. So when you get a, a, a concussion or a, a mild TBI from whatever that mechanism, you fell on the ice or you're playing sports or something, what's happening to your brain? Well, uh, David, you got to think your brain is basically suspended in fluid. It's floating with inside your skull. and so oh, it's not tacked down to your skull or anything? <laughs> well, there's some areas where it's a little bit uh, more adherent than others, but for the most part it's floating in this fluid. And so basically, uh, as brutal as it sounds, is basically your brain is sloshing around in your head. Mm -hmm. And depending on the circumstance, uh, it could, uh, and where you hit, you can have uh, basically a bruise or a little bit of hemorrhage into the fluid that it's floating or uh, within the brain substance itself. And that can uh, certainly lead to some significant symptomatology. Are there... um uh, Denny, do we have time to? Is this a good I'll time? You, to I have another thought, but I think we're supposed to take a break. Let's do that, and uh, it's a quick one. And we'll we'll be back right after this break. Uh, again, if you have a question for the doctors, six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. That same number applies to both the phone call or your text messages. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Thirty five degrees in the Twin Cities on our way to forty five. Here on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. And welcome back to Healthy Matters. If you have a question for the doctor, 651-989-9226. That's the uh, text number and the phone number as well. Here again is Dr. Hilden. So um, we're talking with Dr. Walt Galicich, who is a neurosurgeon at Hennepin Healthcare. He is the medical director of our Traumatic Brain Injury Center, where he is, uh, has a busy surgical practice and also um, helping to uh, be the leader of a program of a, of a wide range of professionals to help you if you've had you or your loved one have had a traumatic brain injury. We're talking about mild injury or concussion for right now. We're going to talk about a little bit um, uh, more serious brain injury in just a, uh, a few minutes. But on a concussion, um, Walt, is there bleeding going on into your brain there? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, certainly uh, you can have uh, some degree of hemorrhage in the brain, usually, again, in that fluid that bathes the brain, uh, the so-called cerebrospinal fluid. Uh, so a little bit of uh, blood gets mixed in with that fluid. Uh, but that is not necessary to define a concussion. A concussion is more uh, 
defined by the symptomatology you may have after. So that that's exactly my next question. What kind of symptoms should people look out for if they've had a fall, they hit their head, they're playing sports, whatever it might be? What kind of symptoms would suggest a concussion? You know, uh, things have come a long way, and uh, a lot of over time. Uh, you know, we used to say, oh, you got your bell rung and, you know. That, that's go, the expression go, I hear yeah. the most, you got your yeah. bell rung. And you go back into the game or uh, go on and try to continue on with your life. And, you know, as uh, up until a few uh, months ago, this was the epidemic people were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was uh, on everybody's uh, radar in terms of con- uh, concussions and, and uh, symptoms associated with it. So what we tend to do is uh, look at the, the symptoms that you can have from a concussion. It's basically divided into three groups. It's the physical uh, aspect of things such as, you know, your headache, uh, you're feeling uh, kind of lethargic. Uh, you may have uh, so-called photophobia where the light bothers you or, you know, loud sounds bother you. Uh, uh, and then you have the, the cognitive aspect of things where – you know, you just don't feel like you're clicking on all six cylinders. You you're, uh, feel maybe a little bit disorganized. Uh, you have trouble with learning. You have a, a foggy sensation. Really, the, the symptom I hear related mostly to the cognitive aspect of things is that you just have a hard time concentrating. You can't remember what you just read, so you just go back and read the same line over and over again. Is this immediately or a longer-term effect? Uh, it can be immediate and or, you know, as if the concussion, if you don't recuperate from your concussion, mm-hmm. it can be, you know, quite persistent. People uh, will have varying rates of recovery. And the third element is kind of an emotional uh, aspect of things. You know, you feel, you know, frustrated and you feel sad and depressed uh, is not unusual with the concussion. And you can certainly have things like mood swings and, uh, as well. Do these get cumulative if you've had repeated ones? It sure, it certainly can, and that's the you know one of the you know more uh, uh, well defined areas of concussion and, and traumatic brain injury care is that what you really want to do is avoid multiple concussions, uh, obviously, uh, but you know in close proximity, and that's where you really want to make sure you uh, have fully recovered from a concussion before you engage in any sort of additional activity that puts you at risk. So we have a lot of listeners who play sports or their kids play sports or or I have heard I'm a coach of a of a sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a high school soccer coach or football. I know you have some experience with athletes and yes. concussion. So Dr. Glissich does a lot of work with uh, the NFL, correct? That's correct. All right, so professional football players, they're sort of like the – the poster people for um, brain injury at a, at a certain level. Um, what is the uh, first of all? Hold the thought about your NFL talk because I want to hear what you do with that. But what should someone who is a coach or an athlete do if you have these? Should you? Should I feel pretty good? Can I go back in in the second half of the yeah. game? Well, uh, I think it was back in I think 2014. Uh, Minnesota passed what we called a concussion law. And it's basically kind of mandate, mandates that all coaches uh, at pretty much every level get appropriate training and guidance in terms of the assessment uh, for uh, their young athletes. And uh, that's certainly uh, 
has made it much less likely for a child to be put back into the game, so to speak, after this type of injury. And it's certainly the, the correct step and the way to go. Uh, so uh, we're fortunate in that regard. And there are certain, obviously, contact sports that are, you're more likely to get a concussion or a traumatic brain injury. But, you know, it can happen in non-contact sports, too. You know, it's not unusual for us uh, during the ski season to see skiers uh, ski into trees and, and things like that, or other skiers. You're and, describing uh, my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I used to ski. I haven't very much lately, but I was just talking to somebody this week about how it used to be fun to ski through the woods, yep. and you'd hit trees. Yep. And I bet you when you ski now, though, oh. you wear a helmet. Oh, though, gosh, right? I'm not going to go do that. <laughs> you're an idiot when you're that age. So there is – so we keep um, – is that what they're – at the higher level, at the NFL level, when they always say, you know, so-and-so got his bell rung, he's going in for the concussion protocol. Is that what they're doing? What are they doing? Uh, there is a specific uh, NFL protocol that is followed. And, uh, again, I, uh, I have to say this is uh, – you're going to have concussions when you play football. Right. And, uh, but I kudos to the NFL for uh, approaching this uh, the way they have. Uh, and, really, they needed to to help uh, the game survive. They have made it safer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, honestly, when we first started, I, I think that uh, there wasn't the quite the level of awareness that there has been the last few years. And so now uh, it's, it's much more uh, viewed as much more a uh, important uh, adjunct to the medical sideline and the medical care of the, the players on the sideline. I want to ask you about longer-term effects, but what I would like to do, because I think there, um, uh, we have a phone caller. I want to take that one, and it might be on this very topic. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, Jim is calling in from Isandy. Uh, Jim, you're on CCO. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, see, I was in 1974. I was in a head-on auto uh, vehicle collision, and I hit my head so hard on the, the hood. From the, we just all went up against the dash, of course, and the windshield flew out, but... I suffered a basal skull fracture. Now, what are the side, normal side effects of, of that injury? Well, you know, it, it, it depends on exactly where the, uh, the fracture in the skull was and the, and the circumstances. You know, any time that you have a, such a severe injury as you described, it's uh, not unusual to get some fractures in the skull, but the skull is doing its job uh, to protect the head. It's our internal helmet, so to speak, but it's helping it uh, protect the brain. Uh, the basilar skull fractures, the biggest concern with those often is that you can sometimes have that fluid that bays the brain leak out uh, through the, the fracture, and you know you could have that clear fluid, the spinal fluid that bays the brain, leak out of your nose or out of your ears. And that in itself can cause some issues in terms of uh, uh, infections and things like that. Would one know about that? That doesn't sound good at all. It isn't. To have your the fluid around your brain leaking out. Yeah. And what, it, about, what about years later? So um, Jim had this accident back in 94. That's probably when cars were probably not quite as safe. You know, Jim, you probably banged your head all over that dashboard yeah. there. Now they have... 
headrests and airbags. Airbags, yeah. Well, what about years later um, consequences? You know, uh, some people never make a complete recovery uh, from a concussion. And, uh, so that's it's possible to have, you know, sequelae many years down the road. Uh, but that's uh, it brings up an interesting point that you just made in that over the last 20, 30 years, we've seen a real shift in what causes traumatic brain injuries. You know, uh, 30 years ago, automobile accidents were the number one reason for our traumatic brain injury. And now as cars have gotten you know, markedly safer with the advent of airbags and uh, three-point restraints and the like, uh, that's dropped way down. It probably makes up about 15 to 17% of our traumatic brain injuries now. Now it's falls. Mm. And as our population as a whole is aging and getting older, we're seeing more and more people fall. And uh, unfortunately, that curve in terms of our patients are, tend to be more elderly folks. And falling from your own height, just yep. like slipping on the ice. We can talk more about that in, in, uh, after the break. We're also going to talk about head bleeds and more serious things that uh, the doctor um, might have to operate on and, and get a little kind of insider baseball on that. Um, we're talking about traumatic brain injury with Dr. Walkalisich from the uh, Traumatic Brain Injury Program at Hennepin Healthcare, uh, the state of Minnesota's largest, and I would say, I don't work in there directly, I would say the state of Minnesota's best traumatic brain injury program. If you want more information about the program, go to hennepinhealthcare.org slash TBI month. Very good. We'll take this uh, break. We'll have a look at that forecast coming up in a moment. If you have a question for the doctors, 651-989-9226. Same number applies to both the phone call and your text messages. 35 degrees here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And welcome back to Healthy Matters. If you'd like to get involved in the show, you can phone in your question or a text. Same number applies, 651-989-9226. And here again is Dr. David Hilden. All right, we're talking about traumatic brain injury, concussions, and more serious injuries with Dr. Walt Galicich, who is a neurosurgeon at Hennepin Healthcare. Um, he's the medical director of our TBI center. Uh, we've been talking a little bit uh, in the first half about mild TBI, concussions, sports injuries, things like that. Um, TBI can be quite serious, though, as well. And People die of traumatic brain injury and have a lot more serious injuries as well. I was mentioning that... Um, uh, we're the largest program in the state of Minnesota, but it's a big problem nationwide, isn't it? It sure is. Uh, you know, most recent uh, statistics we have, we have about 150 people a day in the United States dying from a traumatic brain injury. Mm. That's a pretty significant number. So uh, what what is the is the the more serious ones? Is that generally due to intracranial hemorrhage or bleeding, or is it or is it due to fractures or what when tell us a little bit more about a more serious brain injury well uh it can be uh present in a myriad of different ways uh just a lot of times there's may not be a significant amount of blood associated with the injury it may just be that uh, you've uh, struck the brain so hard that uh, it swells and it's kind of like you're hitting your thumb with a hammer your thumb swells up afterwards and your brain can respond quite the same way it may happen immediately, or it may happen in a more delayed fashion over a couple of hours. Uh, but in any case, that swelling and that uh, can be quite uh, malignant. It can, uh, since this brain is in an enclosed space inside the skull, if it swells and there's more volume there, that means the pressure is going up. 
And if the pressure goes up in the brain, it can get high enough that it can actually prevent good blood flow to the brain. So you can cause further injury to your brain uh, because you're preventing good blood flow to the brain. So the skull does its job. I lo- I've never heard that term. I liked what you said. It's sort of your internal helmet. It does its job, but it also doesn't allow your brain very much room to swell, does it? It sure doesn't. It's okay if it's your thumb. It can swell up, and but your brain doesn't have much room to... Yeah. When you operate... So um, Dr. Glissich is a brain surgeon. So when you operate, how do you... Is that mainly what you're trying to do is relieve pressure? Yes, and that's uh, kind of the immediate care uh, that we want to provide... So if there's a mass, a clot, for example, a blood clot, we want to remove that clot because that's going to help give the brain more room. Sometimes, uh, if appropriate, we will remove a portion of the patient's skull to allow for it to swell more and give it more room. We also place various monitors to uh, assess the status of the brain and the pressure inside the brain as well as uh, looking at uh, how well the brain is oxygenated, for example. So there's various things we can monitor and, you know, kind of guide our treatments here. There's some medical ways to treat that swelling uh, that we can use for, you know, not quite severe swelling. But uh, if indicated, uh, sometimes we have to be pretty aggressive in terms of the treatments we do. And you can't wait around for that decision if it's a severe injury. You know, you have to you have to treat the patient as a whole, right? And uh, right. sometimes there are other things that prevent us from acting that, that quickly because it's going to le- lead to a less than desirable outcome. So, uh, it's a chess game, but often it's a, a quick chess game. Exactly. So, um, listeners, I hope you never have to meet Dr. Golisich. Yeah, you you want to know me uh, socially, not yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope you never have to meet him, but. If you or your loved one does have an unfortunate accident and you and you are watching the TV and people are coming down to Hennepin and downtown Minneapolis, uh, that's where I'd go. And that's where I would hope to go. And if I had a bad injury, I would hope that, that this is the guy who operated. And um, so um, you often will hear about, oh, there was a bad injury. There was this, that, or the other thing. And they went down to Hennepin. This is the guy, Dr. Glissage is actually the guy who probably operated on you and has um, uh, touched a lot of lives in a good way in that. So just a little plug for our neurosurgery department. It's where you'd want to go. And so um, – uh, you know, it's a freaks people out to hear. Well, you take off part of the skull and you have to remove pressure. That's what they do all the time, every day. And so uh, it's hard for us, but it's what it's their bread and butter, and they're great at it down at Hennepin. Should we go to the phone? We have a lot of phone uh, and text calls, so let's let's take some listener calls. Very good. Jerry's first up here, uh, calling in from Hopkins. Uh, Jerry, you're on CCO. Thank you for taking my call. See, uh, I'm about a 69-year-old male, still working. <laughs> but anyway, in July 11th, like seven months ago, I fell off a 20-foot ladder and landed on an oak pallet on my head, and I was knocked unconscious for, and I do not know how long, but I bled pretty, I know I was laying there a while for the amount of blood I lost. Anyway, I went to the doctor, I went to the hospital, and they had an MRI, CAT scan, they found nothing, and uh and so my workman's comp doctor told me to go to a chiropractor for my neck, and there's no no broken neck. Three weeks later, I have a broken neck. I went back in by ambulance, and, you know, you've got a broken neck. So I've been walking around for three weeks with a broken neck and going through all this stuff. Anyways, my whole life, I'm almost seven years old, I've never had headaches, and now I have headaches, severe headaches from this uh, accident. Usually probably four days a week. <laughs> So I was just wondering if you got anything you can. They want to settle this thing. Workman's comp wants to settle, and I'm just 
Yeah, it's not good. Just, give me some advice, please. Yeah, th- thank you for your call, Jerry. I'll bet we can't make legal uh, advice here. But while the, he fell 20 feet from a ladder. Well, you know, that's why I love Minnesotans. They are tough. <laughs> uh, Jerry's off working. It, it, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, uh, you know, given the circumstance, uh, uh, I'm glad you're, you sound like you're doing as well as you are because, as uh, Dr. Hilden mentioned earlier, a lot of injuries can be quite severe even if you're just falling from standing, let alone from 20 feet. Uh, in any case, uh, you know, the, what you're describing with the ongoing headaches is not unusual for uh, a traumatic brain injury. And uh, I think uh, Dr. Hilden will be happy to give the number out uh, for who you can call if you, if you want to get us evaluated in a traumatic brain injury. Let me client. do that right now if we could. You know, you, this is the exact type of person who should be seen in an outpatient traumatic brain injury program. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, you're having headaches still. Um, you had an obvious mechanism of injury. Go to hennepinhealthcare.org slash TBI month and you'll hear more. But I'm going to tell you just a teeny bit about the outpatient program at Hennepin. They see all severity of brain injury, including yours, Jerry. They have a team-based approach. They have physical, they have therapy, speech, occupational, psychologists, social workers. It's truly a unique program, I I would have to say. It's helped many people recover from their TBI, and you should, um, if you're not seeing somebody, I I would strongly recommend it. We also have a pediatric program. The adult program, or the older person program, is 13 years old and up. To schedule an appointment, the number is 8612-873-9494, and you can schedule that appointment. It's interesting about his fall. He's still having headaches. He also had, excuse me, he also had a neck injury. Uh, so it's important, and we can't, we weren't there, we don't know what was going on, but it's important to be evaluated by people um, to look for not just your head, but your neck as well. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be, you know, they would have you probably got some advanced imaging there, and that a neck injury also requires some immediate cares as well. So, uh, Jerry, um, best of luck to you. Um, I would. And that spine trauma also falls under the realm of neurosurgery as well. Right. I call and, you guys all the time yeah. for that kind of a thing. So neck injury, no, the the problem with that is that you're, it's not stable, correct? Uh, it depends. Or it can on, be. It, the, the, the injury can, can possibly be not stable. There can be stable. some relatively mild fractures that are not unstable. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to the phones. All right. Tammy is calling in from Apple Valley. I believe, Tammy, you're on CCO. I suffered a concussion in mid-December, went through the symptoms for about a month. I'm feeling better, except now I have tinnitus from hitting my head. Yep. Uh, you know, that is not uncommon. Uh, it kind of goes with the, uh, the physical symptoms I was mentioning earlier with the traumatic brain injury, and that uh, ringing in the ears uh, can be quite persistent. Uh, as can uh, the sensation of being dizzy uh, or having vertigo after a traumatic brain injury. That is actually very common uh, and a, a big complaint we tend to hear from patients about a month after. Uh, is the ringing in the ear business? Is the ringing yeah. in the ear business as well as, uh, you know, the inner ear aspect of things uh, also helps with your balance. And if that's disrupted, you have this, these episodes of uh, vertigo or the room spinning. And dizziness, and so that's again uh, something that the the TBI clinics are usually very adept at helping patients with. Because um, there, for um, 
vertigo. I know they have physical therapists that will work with you and do some head motion ac- um, activities. They can even do some treatments, some uh, repositioning therapies and the like, your physical therapist. Excuse me, I'm coughing. And no, I don't have coronavirus. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but they also have audiologists on hand in the same building. you know, and, and so they have all the specialties that can help out. Tinnitus or tinnitus, however you choose to say that, is um, – a challenging one, though, because there's not like there's some drop we can give or yeah. some. There, there are pill. some medications that may help calm it down, uh, but there's some actually some medications that also may make it worse. Yeah, exactly. Well. Some of the medications we can give can make that ringing in your ear business worse. Um, thank you for your call, Tammy. I'm going to go to the text line um, because there's other ones about about symptoms that people are having afterwards. Here, here's uh, about vision. I work in the mental health industry. This is the texter. And I have received two concussions in the past two years. I still have headaches and vision issues. What can I do to help? What 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 are the, some of the vision problems? Uh, well, that that partly lends to people tend to have vision problems after concussion. It's probably an inability to appropriately focus and move your eyes in a coordinated fashion, like mm. like you could beforehand. Um, and it's interesting because in kids, they'll clearly uh, appear frustrated, but they can't really tell you what's going on. And uh, adults kind of can get an idea that maybe it's a visual aspect of things, but not all adults pick up on that either. So it's it's very uh, typical to have some sort of ongoing visual changes that uh, sometimes the ophthalmologists have to get involved uh, and, and help uh, with treatment for that as well. And if you cure that problem, it can cure a lot of the headaches and the, uh, you know, the frustration issues, too, if you can see clearly again. All right. We're going to take a break in just about um, a minute here, and then we're going to uh, go back to the text line after the break. I did want to um, – I, I had mentioned in passing coronavirus. We talk about that every single day at our hospital. We are one of the major centers for emergency preparedness literally in the country. And so uh, – I'm gonna. We're gonna do a special show next week. I want to alert listeners that the entirety of the show next week is going to be with my colleague, Dr. Caitlin Eccles Radke, who is an infectious disease specialist and is part of our leadership team. Uh, it's about as up to up to the minute information as you can get. Um, um, we have it at our hospital, and we are coordinating efforts across the metro area. And although this is coronavirus or the disease, which is called COVID nineteen, it's the real deal. It does cause in, um, uh, illness. Uh, and it's almost certainly going to be in the United States at some levels, Uh, we are going to be ready for it. So we're going to talk about that next week. There'll be next week's show, so you stay tuned for that. We'll take a quick break now and invite our listeners to call in or text in your questions, 651-989-9226. In the Twin Cities, partly cloudy, currently 35 degrees on CCU, heading for 45. Welcome back to Healthy Matters. If you have a question for the doctors, 651-989-9226. That number applies to both phone calls and text messages. Here again is Dr. Hilden. So we're talking about traumatic brain injury today. And our last call or our last text we were talking about was about some eye problems and, and people are having vision problems. You do have um, – we have a multidisciplinary team at Hennepin, as, as do a lot of places. But I really, but I really want to highlight our program and we do have eye care as well. Isn't that right, Dr. Glissich? Yes. Uh, there's uh, Dr. Amy Chang, who's an optometrist, who uh, really specializes in the vision issues associated with uh, uh, traumatic brain injury. 
Uh, and there's also a fair amount of work done by our occupational therapists uh, in this regards as well. So there's some tricks and some treatments for that as well that helps with a lot of the symptoms that go along with traumatic brain injury. To get in touch of the, uh, the TBI program, there's a couple ways to do it. Just because this is March 1st and this is TBI Awareness Week, I encourage you to go to hennepinhealthcare.org forward slash TBI month, traumatic brain injury month. There's, you can not only learn how to get into the, the center, but there's all kinds of links about signs and symptoms and uh, other resources for people with TBI. There's some definitions on there. It's really a great site. So um, go to hennepinhealthcare.org slash TBI month. But if you need to make an appointment, it's an out. So a lot of people think, well, my, I don't have a big head injury right now. But a lot of texters and callers are calling in about their symptomatology. We've heard about dizziness. We've heard about um, ringing in the ears. We've heard about vision problems. There are specialists who can help out with all those things. So if you want to make an appointment with the TBI Center, the number is this. It's 612-873-9494. That's different than the number I give most um, weeks. Um, so it's 612-873-9494. Think Interstate 94. 612-873-9494. 94, or you can go to hennepinhealthcare.org forward slash TBI month, and you'll hear about events that are coming up, um, including events that you can attend, educational things, and you can get more clinical information at that link. It's hennepinhealthcare.org forward slash TBI month. Dr. Glissich, let's go back to the uh, text line if we could. Here's one that says, after a slip on a ski hill, where according to observers, I just went down, hitting my head on a small, hard object, probably the bottom of my ski pole. I was foggy with short-term memory loss for a year, maybe a little more. I blacked out a few seconds and was diagnosed with a concussion. After a year, maybe a year and a half, it's like my brain settled back to normal. That was almost 20 years ago. So what's the connection with concussion and dementia? Is there, what does the research say about that? Well, you know, it's... Used to be called dementia pugilistic from the uh, boxing. Boxing, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, unfortunately, you know, repeated head trauma can certainly have some degree of correlation with uh, dementia. An isolated incident unlikely to cause you a long term. One time, one, one time, time uh, issue is unlikely to cause any significant. You know, obviously it depends on the severity of it, but a one time issue it's pretty unlikely. Here's another texter on the same issue who didn't have just a one-time injury. It says, uh, it's on the same topic, hello, I've had 15 concussions over my lifetime. My last one around Thanksgiving. I have dementia-like symptoms. I'm 60-year-old female. Is there a link with concussion and dementia? So perhaps when there's repeated, repeated injury, what about NFL football players? What's that whole story? They're getting them every Sunday and probably during the week as well. Yeah, you know, it's... Uh... Again, the whole uh, impetus behind the, the NFL's program is to, to prevent these multiple concussions in close proximity. Uh, and it's like uh, anybody who has a concussion, you cannot go back to that activity until you're fully recuperated. Because if you go back uh, too early after a concussion to what you were doing and you get another one, then yes, you're more likely to have significant uh, cognitive uh, issues and other problems uh, uh, and long-term problems. But perhaps, um, here's one, um, and on the same topic, as long as we're on the theme, this is from Jay, says, good morning, uh, 
Uh, my sister, who's 63, was injured from a fall from a second-floor loft six years ago, suffered short-term memory loss and confusion. She was diagnosed with MCI five years ago and was on Namenda for the past four years. She seems to be improving. Is off her meds. Is it typical to have a full recovery in time? Thanks, Jay. It's it again. It varies on the the severity of the injury, and it's impossible for us to predict the degree of recovery and how quickly a recovery is going to occur. Just you know, the moment after it occurs, it's uh, really uh, you know obviously those people who show significant improvement while still in the hospital, we're going to be pretty optimistic. You're going to make a great recovery. Uh, but those people who have, you know, a very slow recovery because they've had a significant traumatic brain injury uh, and really haven't made much progress in the hospital, it's it's very hard to predict the trajectory of their improvement. I want to talk a teeny bit about research because you brought it up in the first part of the show. Um, at Hennepin, we do not only clinical care when you're injured and and a long-term program of traumatic brain injury, but we do research. What is the latest research that's going on in traumatic brain injury? I'm aware of some of it using hyperbaric oxygen. Yes. Maybe say a little bit more on that in our last minute. Well, you really mentioned uh, one of my uh, three big mentors uh, previously, uh, Dr. Galen Roxwold. Uh, and he's uh, stopped the clinical realm, uh, which he was just a superb neurosurgeon. But now he's uh, focusing on the uh, the realm of research and really one of the things that has been his baby, so to speak, something that he's really uh, been on the forefront of is getting a lot of oxygen to the brain in the case of a traumatic brain injury. Because as I mentioned before, there's, you know, secondary injury that can occur to the brain if you're not getting good blood flow and good oxygenation because of the swelling and, and the, the change in the environment. Well, in any case, his idea is to uh, use the same hyperbaric oxygen that we use to treat people who have carbon monoxide poisoning or uh, so-called bends from the scuba diving uh, where they uh, are trying to get more oxygen in, into the bloodstream. And it's been, uh, you know, it's been a, quite a study. It requires a very large number of people to do things effectively. But it's promising research that's going on. Um, to help outcomes for people with brain injury. It is a huge NIH-funded grant study. Super cool. We've been talking with Dr. Walt Galicic, the medical director of the Hennepin Healthcare's Traumatic Brain Injury Center. He is a neurosurgeon. Thanks for being on the show, Walt. We're out of time. All right. Really appreciate Um, it. um, To get a hold of us, hennepinhealthcare.org slash TBI month. That's who you're going to want to call. Um, or the number for the TBI clinic, 612-873-9494. Stay tuned next for your money. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.